Travel Kit for the Mental with San Canessa. Rise and stretch. Thank you for this cup of coffee for I don't know why I need to get up. I'm San Canessa welcoming you to Survival Kit for the Mental. Squeezing your mind and gut tightly from Central America. I'm a painter, artist, noisemaker, mover shaker, neurodiversity activist, bipolar queer human from El Salvador. Yes, that tiny little nugget below Mexico, below Guatemala. Gratitude for my friends and family who keep making me make sense of this life. What would I do without you? Thank you for voices in my head that guide me to record these fascinating, controversial rants in which I get to explore my own mentals, mental health, and the arts, and what it means to survive these times that make absolutely no sense. Attempting to indeed make sense of it all, Together, maybe, we will create a survival kit to endure our mind and this world. May this podcast inspire you to play and doubt everything. Welcome to episode 20 of Survival Kit for the Mental. Everyone's voice is meant to be heard. So, yeah, what a convenient, perfect title for this week's session. I've been sitting with, you know, the Black Lives Matters movement here in Colorado, where I'm currently from, meaning... I arrived from El Salvador two weeks ago and it's taken me a little bit of time to land and process to the new concerns and corresponding issues that deal with this country coming from El Salvador where I was submerged in the issues there. And first of all, let me just say that God blessed be when one feels like one has landed because I left an energetic field in which, you know, there was a high fear of COVID. There was a high level of nervous system unsettlement because of the politics and president and debates. And then lastly, a hurricane that hit right when I was leaving. I don't know how I left, but I did. So I think it was meant to be. And landing into a country and space where like COVID isn't really the subject of concern. And landing in the US when really the uprising of, you know, Black Lives Matter, not that it hadn't been there before, but dealing with the form of visibility and action that I hadn't witnessed in a while. 
And so, yeah, what do I mean that everyone's voice needs to be heard? I was thinking about how these issues are happening and there's thousands of more issues happening. And of course, I focus on mental health and I focus on the mental health of everyone. And I love focusing on this because I find a universality of culture, race, age, gender, um, sexuality, you know, whatever, through talking about mental health. And it's definitely a week and a time to actively observe. I mean, I'm a foreigner in this country, and so I might have my opinions, but I choose to keep them to myself because I don't know who I would be and what I would think if I was American. So I'm not gonna go into that. But what I'm gonna go into is the knowing, the belief, the understanding that everyone's voice is meant to be heard. What I notice when we believe that not all voices should be heard, there's parts of ourself that become muted. There's parts of us that don't feel like they deserve to speak. And the truth is uncomfortable, whether positive or negative, proper or not proper. And, you know, it's such a Jerry Maguire thing and such a, you know, Jerry Maguire reference to be like, you can't handle the truth because the truth can be ugly. But what is the preference about? What is the belief and where does ugly and pretty come from? And in a way, I think I'd be quite curious to see what would happen if we all spoke truth and our truth and move from there, right? and express ourselves fully with what we know and what we don't know, what falls upon as ignorant, what falls upon as that of great awareness. And even in that same place comes the question of how much space do you take? And this is quite personal. I mean, I witnessed some people taking a lot of space in their own story, in their own victimhood, in their own heroism, in their own success, in their own martyrdom. And some forms of taking space are very acclaimed, very respected. You know, people are like, oh, it makes sense that, that person's taking all that space because they're successful, because they've made a lot of money, because they're suffering, or because they're going through a really hard time. Or like that sirens, you know, sirens have no apologetic nature. They're just like, I'm here and I don't care. And so where is the balance in that all? And what is the right way and the wrong way and the correct way? Or what is the conscious, aware way to move through space? And this is so personal. And you can really tell, you know, in a dance session, for instance, when you practice dance therapy or like movement arts, you learn how much space you take. And you learn to see 
and measure whether you're taking too much space because you'll lose your balance or whether you're taking too little space and you'll be rammed. So it's a psycho-emotional somatic kind of communication that happens with knowing when and how to take space. And then we get to the beautiful thing about art making and expression and songwriting and music and form where one can take the whole space. And it's our own accountability and responsibility to find this for ourselves, to find the activities, the practices, the rep repetitive making and doing that allows us to create space for ourselves with ourselves. And then we can face spaces with other people with more awareness because we feel expressed. And it's so fascinating to witness the resistance of people to take space for themselves. It's like they only like to do it when there's other people watching. But when no one's watching, they don't like to take space. They feel small or whatever. But then come a group and they're like all over the place. And so I've been sitting a lot since landing in the United States. What do I do for myself, for myself to witness? And what do I do for others to witness? And do I even know the distinction? And when I say all voices should be heard, I'm actually referring to expression. And it's something that is free. And it's something that is within our bodies. And it's something that is within our control. And it's something that is in our own allowing and allowance to allow. It's the one thing that you actually have certainty over in this time. Like what you can do for yourself to allow all voices in you to be welcome. And to get to know yourself through that. Yeah, and there's things that are nasty. There are things that are like, oh, that is so unevolved. There's things that are very pubertic. There's things that you know, just make you recognize that you're human and that there is work to do. And that is exciting. I mean, every time we're told that we did something wrong, we get upset or act ashamed. Why can't we just act excited and curious about how we can do better? And I feel like this truly comes when the reason why you live and the reason why you fight and the reason why you act and the reason why you reflect is because of you. Not because you wanna satisfy an image, a sign made by culture. You wanna be a symbol of life lived through and for you. And this is what I'm saying to myself. You know, in the, in the end, no one's watching. You're one little speckle in billions of people. What do we truly actually mean for the world? 
The world is not that it doesn't care, but only you matter to yourself and then to your community and then to your friends and then to your life. But if you don't matter to yourself, you will seek this in everything around you, in all your exteriorness, in all your degrees, in all your trainings, in all your travels, in all your accomplishments. And you know what? It might never be enough. And when it is, then it passes. And I know you know the difference when you do it for yourself versus when you do it for a cultural production and lifting up of the ego. And I'm just curious how the world would be if we all believed that all of our voices are welcome. You know, be a move. It would be like a world where like magazines would be ugly, because you know, we look at magazines to some way and like compare ourselves to things we're not doing or things we want to achieve one day, and also because we want to communicate and learn. But it's always mixed. And do we actually know? Can we actually tell? Are we compensating or are we adding? And so this week I've yeah, just sat with that whole idea, with that feeling of, you know, not like ultimate happiness, not ultimate sorrow, but just contentment. And what does contentment feel like? And I found it a lot harder to give thousands of adjectives to contentment and goodness than I'm aware I give to illness, victimhood, and unease emotions. And so for me, contentment, even this lawnmower, because God, I really don't want to sit under a blanket and record myself on a microphone. I want to give you a very natural experience of my environment because this is where I am and this is where I live. But God, sometimes they teach me to know that sound is just a problem when I feel and make it a problem. And I'm very sound sensitive. So this is a good therapy for me. And so in that adjective addition, to what goodness and contentment feels like. It feels like this boat ride in which anything I do is enough, anything I receive is enough. Every moment is appreciated because it is that moment. It means that I don't feel restless. And if I feel restless, I clean and in that moment it's perfect. And it feels like I trust that every time I have a concern or anxiety about the future and how it's going to work out for me as self-employed, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to get a car? I go, wow, those are real concerns. But I trust you. And all your voices should be heard. And if you allow that, you will get the car if that's what you want. So it's that knowing, because whether I get the car or not, it's not, it doesn't matter. It's because what matters is how I'm living right now in this day. And yeah, there's parts of the day that I hate, like from two o'clock to four o'clock. 
I feel a little bit constipated and tired and God, it's not my favorite time of the day. And so I've been practicing, what do I do in those two hours, even if it's just sit in silence? How do I make that okay? Why do I need to be doing something all the time? Why do I need stimulation all the time? Why is that time a wasted time? And that is just an example to every time you actually feel in a situation where you're wasting your time. Like, why is that a wasted time? Sometimes it might be because I don't want to hear that person. Because this argument is going nowhere. I'm not talking about those moments. I'm talking about the moments that you're with yourself. And you actually don't understand why. And in that inquiry. And that is a voice. It's not one of my favorite voices. But I'm learning to let it speak. I'm learning from my hand to write because I know so many people go through the same way and it's if I judge myself I believe that I'm unique and no one else experiences dead hours in the day or those moments where I don't know what to do with myself maybe you're one of those people who like read every time they are bored and every day they're like oh my god the day just left and I didn't even notice I feel that way but I also feel like god that was a long day so allowing all voices to speak, the ones that are afraid of political situations, the ones that are upset at the politics, the ones that are naive about the politics, the ones, the voice that has expectations from politicians, because being Salvadorian, I don't know how you can have expectations from politicians. But in the US, apparently, like they have a lot of expectations on their politicians. But it's just a different culture. And so compassion and also, you know, I might be wrong. It doesn't matter. But that is my voice. You might have another voice. It, my voice doesn't eliminate yours. You know, if when, when we think about a choir, like it's the thousand, many voices from a single throat or an organ that compose the most stunning melodies. Why do we need to agree to agree? We can have different opinions and agree in those. Find the middle ground for your voice in yourself. And I feel like this is like a Vitamix shake into my fucking perfect smoothie. And yeah, more compassion, right? I don't agree to agree. And I'm very opinionated and strong-headed. And I'm learning to be a little bit more inclusive of different opinions and beliefs and not talk from a place that I'm trying to convince. Talk from a non-violent stance where I'm giving my opinion and I'm actually curious to hear yours. And from them, wow, how interesting. Because I'm not looking for people to agree with me all the time. I actually find the relationships in which I'm able to disagree and then come together the most nourishing and growing and you know they're cool so becoming comfortable with that means becoming comfortable with myself and yeah it's a shock for my nervous system right sometimes it makes me really uncomfortable but I'm a practice this week to allowing all voices in me to speak I'm going to allow all the voices in social media that I see to speak without judging them. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper 
next time I judge someone in a post. I'll be like, huh, I'm curious, are they lonely? Do they have no one else to talk about? You know, you never know what was the place and what was the emotional, mental, physical state in which one person did a post. I don't know about you, but every time I post, I get like really accelerated. I don't post with ease. I post in a way because I feel like I have to. You know, I live off the arts. Like if I don't post, I don't sell. And so I feel like if I wasn't an artist, I don't know if I would have an Instagram account, but fortunately life, you know, wants me to learn about myself through that. So I'm using it as like a, you know, a way to observe myself in the social media world. May you this week inspire people to share their stories without judgment and without there being a right or wrong theme for them to talk about. May you share your story, whether if it's to yourself in the morning page or a poem you wrote to a friend. And may you have the courage to play and doubt everything. Because if one thing we know is that nothing is forever and everything fucking changes all the time. So thank you for bearing witness and bearing with me on this quite peaceful and yet noisy morning. And I wish you a dear Sunday. If you want to email me what your many voices from a single throat sound like or how you welcome all voices let me know at mentalpopcorntime at gmo.com please subscribe or write a review to support and check out my website and artwork www.sancanesa.com it's a great way to support this podcast lots of love until next Sunday Bye. Survival Kid Fundamental with San Canessa.